Hey son, Svesan. It's Jorgen Sonberg here with the Employer Branding Podcast. Brought to you by Link Humans, London's employer branding agency. This week, it's all about employer brand at a massive scale. Let's start the show. Michael Smith, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Very good, thank you very much. Tell us about Walmart, uh, especially for listeners who are based outside the US, and uh, and what do you do there, please? Sure thing. So Walmart is actually the um, Fortune 1 company. It's the largest company in the world as far as revenue. Um, we are in 27 different countries. We have 69 different brands, and even that changes from day to day. Um, but we are a, a retailer at our core. Um, we sell everything from grocery to all types of consumer packaged products. So we we do a lot of different business. We um, here in the U.S. we also sell fuel. Um, we do car tune-ups. We do a little bit of everything. And for me in particular, I manage the recruitment marketing. I'm on a team called the Associate Experience Team, and so I support our 2.4 million associates worldwide and help our recruiters attract the right talent and connect the right people to the right job. Only 2.4 million. Okay. That's all. Uh, yeah, no, I was just going to say Walmart. I think um, almost called Asda here in the UK. But, That's uh, correct. But Walmart, the, the name is, uh, uh, you guys are in Germany and China and all over the world, I think. Uh, yes, we're not in Germany anymore, but definitely China, Japan, oh. Brazil, a lot of South America, um, Africa, South Africa. So we're in a lot of places. Okay. And what's the culture like on, on the inside of Walmart? Well, I'll tell you, Walmart was built on some, some core values. Uh, we believe in respect for the individual. Uh, we believe in acting and with integrity, uh, striving for excellence. And, um, we have these core values that we really uh, try to embody in all that we do. I would say that the result is a organization that feels very much like a family. We believe in succeeding as a team. We're a very large company, obviously, but we place a lot of focus on um, community involvement, on charitable giving. We do a lot when it comes to women's empowerment and sustainability, social responsibility, um, responsible sourcing. So I think that inside of Walmart, and it's somewhat a little bit more difficult to see from the outside because the press doesn't like to talk about that stuff as much, but um, there is a real heart for doing good as well. And I think that that helps fuel what we do. There's a purpose behind uh, what we do beyond just the bottom line, which makes it a great place to work and a great place to, to build a team and build a family. So you mentioned family a couple of times. Is is uh, Walmart still? Is it owned by the? Is it the Walton family? Well, the Walton family is definitely involved and in, on the board. Um, so and yes, of course, they're stockholders. So um, they are involved. But is it a publicly listed company now? Absolutely. Okay, great. All right, and what's your recruiting and what what would be the employer brand challenge? I can imagine there are a few, but what would be the, the top ones? Well, I say for Walmart, I mean, I just I indicated scale, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things that we talk about here is that <laughs> we joke about our former SVP said the only people we don't recruit are neurosurgeons and astronauts. Wow. <laughs> if you think about 
the breadth of work that we do. We have jewel inspectors. We have about 70 pilots. We've got a meteorologist. Um, we have all sorts of these niche jobs that when you think about what does it take to power the world's largest company, it makes sense. But most people associate Walmart with a retail store, the ASDA that they walked into. So they aren't thinking about what it takes on the back end to make sure that you have the right product on the shelves and all the different players that go into that. So one, I would say just the scope. We have so many people to hire and how do you be relevant to everyone mm. um, without becoming irrelevant to everyone? Um, but also I think from a reputation standpoint, depending on your last experience, you may have a very strong positive, less positive opinion. So we haven't been good traditionally about telling our story, which means that people don't really understand the company and the culture. And so that's something that we have to overcome as well. And uh, talk us through your employer brand strategy. So I would say the employer brand strategy is ever evolving because our employer brand is really owned in the minds of the people. What you think of our company is our brand. And the best that I can do is create resources to help you understand better and bring your perception up to the reality. So I'd say that the brand is an ongoing, ever-changing, ever-evolving thing. Um, but at the core of our, our strategy is defining the, the value proposition, how, you know, we're not for everybody, but um, we offer the opportunity of a long, fulfilling career for the right fit. So understanding who we are as a core company, um, making sure that our values are clear, making sure that our culture is clear. We just launched our new careers website, careers.walmart.com on March 21st. Mm -hmm. And so there you're going to see a little bit of our efforts to help improve the quality of the, the image that you're going to see, but also have a better understanding of what we have to offer, both from a, a job perspective, but also from a culture perspective. Okay, great. Uh, and so do you have a step-by-step -step guide for a, for a company that's looking to implement employee branding? And where do you start and where do you take the journey? Well, that's a, that's a big question. Yes. Right? <laughs> and um, I will tell you, I gave a, a presentation with Stacey Zapar last week on how to build an employer brand from scratch on, on Glassdoor, which will take you through some steps as well. And I think that, you know, she's done a great job at outlining those one by one. But um, to give you kind of a high level overview of where to begin and, and what I would recommend, I think I mentioned the, the value proposition first. I think you really have to understand who you are as a company because you want to be authentic in everything you do. Just selling everyone on this is a great company is a mistake because not everybody's going to be a good fit and you don't want to bring people in just to you know have a revolving door and have them leave within a few months so mm. understanding um, your company is really important understanding your uh, enterprise goals and then translating them into recruiting goals. You mentioned um, in, the, in a conversation earlier about you have to understand the talent plan to be able to execute. So you really have to understand the company challenges, understand your recruiting challenges and your recruiting game plan so that you can align and create KPIs, goals that are tied to those specific challenges. 
once you have your challenges defined and what you're going to go get from an objective standpoint, that's when you you plan to measure that. And if you're going to do anything, you have to have a, a fixed goal. This is what we're going to try to achieve, and this is the time frame in which you're going to achieve it. And you have to have the the measurement capability, whatever technology or, or measurements or surveys or whatever in place to be able to track that in time. Um, once you have those goals established, you know how you're going to measure them, making sure that you assemble the right team is absolutely critical and, and really thinking through the greater stakeholder group. Um, there are many, many people in an organization like the size of Walmart that have the opportunity to help or hinder. Um, and really, there's only one brand. It's not a consumer brand and an employment brand and other, these other brands. Yes, you segment, but they're all tied together. So making sure that you, in our case, work with marketing and corporate affairs and internal communications and all those teams that have the opportunity to influence or amplify the brand are aligned on the work, are informed early on and become bought in so that they can contribute valuable uh, insight along the way. From there, um, you know, starting to do some of that research to, to build upon what you know already about your company. So asking candidates, what is it that you're looking for? What is it that we're missing? Um, how did your interview experience go? Um, asking existing employees, okay, you were onboarded, what worked, what didn't? And start honing in on those specific areas that you need to address. Um, and, you know, from there, you start thinking about your target demographic, okay? You, you've, you've got a baseline of knowledge. You have an understanding of what it is that you need to accomplish, how you're going to measure it. Who are the people that you're going to go after? Um, with Walmart, again, the demographic was, um, gosh, dozens of different personas. And so we had to, I talk about the website because that was our most recent brand initiative. For that, we couldn't be all things to all people. We needed to narrow that down. So we basically grouped uh, six personas that were based on user needs. So there are many different personas, but all of them have similar needs when it comes to accessing a website, for example. And once we understood what those needs were, we could think about the touch points and the candidate journey. So thinking about the process of what a candidate does, they're in the world, they, they see an advertisement or they encounter a recruiter, and maybe they're uh, led to go visit the website. Once they're there, they start to read, they start to bond, they start to understand the company and the culture and say, hey, you know, I actually like this. Maybe, maybe there is something from, from me. And there they dig deeper. They start to learn about the role and how a day in the life might look like. And then maybe the area, if they're going to relocate, you know, can I live in this place? And they start to invest. Um, and maybe they speak with a recruiter. Maybe they actually take a flight and come to visit. And from there, they've got to weigh that opportunity amongst their other opportunities. And finally, um, hopefully, if, if it's a good fit, they'll sign on with the company and go into the onboarding process. So understanding each of those phases and the thoughts, feelings, and behaviors of those user groups as they move through them helps us understand what information we want to present and when. Fantastic. Great. And uh, 
Uh, so that's how to do it. What about how not to do it? What are some of the pitfalls to avoid? Maybe something you've learned along your journey. Well, I will tell you that the one. <laughs> It, it's great to follow a plan, first of all. It's great to understand what your goals and KPIs are from the beginning and then to communicate those early on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think getting buy-in at an executive level and making sure that you have the right players at the table will save a lot of heartache, um, revisions, multiple revisions going forward. Um, and that's, it's one of those things that it takes time, but it's worth the effort. The other thing that we did when it came to collecting our list of stakeholders is we called out in a document who would probably have the most um, at risk, who would have the most concerns, and who could potentially be detractors, and what did they need to know to have the information that would help them be comfortable and not only feel better, but feel engaged and enthusiastic about this change process. It's really important to understand who your detractors might be, because if you're doing the right work and it's for the right reasons, then you can bring them on board, but it may take a little extra time to help see things from their perspective and help them understand the long-term benefits of the work that you're doing. Got it. Okay. And then you, you mentioned earlier about measurement, so measuring results. How, uh, how do you go about measuring results? What metrics do you use? And uh, do you have any results that you can share with us? Sure. So I would say in, in general, we use the standard recruiting metrics. And I, I encourage people just to Google ERE recruiting metrics because they have published a PDF uh, that includes all of the, the key metrics that, that someone would want to measure and along with an explanation and it's pretty good. So that one um, is the core standards. But I would say when it comes to web traffic, for example, we measure absolutely everything. <laughs> we, we have tracking tags on video starts, video finishes, um, the full funnel throughput. So which pages they they follow, click on, uh, what search terms they use, et cetera. And we do that because we want a historic record of this data. At the same time, I try to only call out three KPIs per major project. And the reason we do that is to make sure that we're honed in on where we can make the biggest impact in the shortest amount of time without getting bogged down in all of the other stuff that really could be a distraction and and probably is good, but it isn't great. So, you know, key statistics for media would be cost per application, cost per hire, and full funnel throughput. So what does the funnel look like as they're moving from media to website to application to hire? Where is the drop-off? And is the drop-off something that we want because they're intelligently opting out of application? Or are we losing people because we're not presenting the right information? So looking at those three statistics, I can start to see where I'm getting the most value for my media. When it comes to the web, I'm looking at things like pages per session, the session duration, uh, bounce rates, 
And I will tell you, just in the first week in the launch of our new website, um, our pages per session are up 40%. Our average session duration is up 19%. And our bounce rate or people immediately leaving the website is down 30%. So we've always, already done a great job at catching people and helping to guide them through the thought process to where they're learning more about our company before either applying or opting out. Good stuff. Good early results there. And uh, you mentioned you did a, um, a webinar with Glassdoor, and I'm just looking at the, the Glassdoor profile here for Walmart. Uh, mm -hmm. 3.2 out of 5 stars. Any comments on that? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, as a, a large company, you, again, you're going to have the, the proponents and the detractors, and that's not mm. an excuse. We still have work to do. I think as a company, we will always be working on improving. I think that um, companies like that and, and uh, you know, there's always that caveat. We say that people who are upset will tend to go online and complain. People are happy just say nothing. But at the same time, it really is those detractors, those people who are um, are not happy and did not have a great experience. And that's a great wealth of information to help us understand not only, you know, where are some of the areas we're doing well, but where are we really struggling and how do we need to continue to improve as a company? So definitely have some work to do there. Yeah. I mean, I guess any company can learn from uh, tough customers, can't they? And the uh, same applies in careers. Great. Okay. Sure. Uh, and if we look uh, beyond Walmart, what, what other companies inspire you in terms of employment brand? Well, I'll tell you, um, there's a couple out there. Zappos, I think, does a really great job. Um, Accenture has done a good job in building out tools um, to help users understand what they're getting into before an interview, or really some self-help kind of things. Um, who else? Um, I, I'm trying not to list some. There are some key competitors to Walmart <laughs> that, do, that do a really good job that I probably won't call out. Um, so but I, I really, the, those people who are putting the candidate first, Airbnb has a, a great visualization um, of different areas of the world where you can go to apply. They create this really cool graphics for each of the major cities where they're operating. Um, really simple tools that help people get where they need to go very quickly. Excellent. And uh, what, uh, what's the next big thing in, in this space in, in general? And what's, what's the next big thing in particular at Walmart? I'd say that recruitment marketing is every day uh, going to move closer and closer to consumer marketing. Yep. The last great experience that someone had is is their baseline for the experience that they want going forward. And it carries over into different sectors. So if you are shopping on a website and you can very easily find the product that you're looking for in the category that you want it and you can filter down and then you also get recommendations for other types of products that people like you look for, that's gonna be the expectation for jobs. Um, I searched this term, but you're going to supply to me a lot of different things related to my profile and then learning about it, uh, an individual, right? So the more I do searches and conduct um, research, you're learning about me. So now you can serve me more relevant product 
and help me get through the the process faster. I should be able to apply quickly, just like I can buy a product and have it shipped to my house based on it. Um, based on data that I've inserted before. So mm -hmm. that's where we're going to go with recruiting and really the technology we're, we're pretty behind. Um, but we really need to catch up because the expectation is from a candidate is they're going to have a great experience. They're going to be able to find the information when and where they need it on whatever device they need. And um, in a global war for talent where you have a limited amount of individuals who are, are truly those high performers it's much easier to move. It's much easier to work remotely. And we've got to get better with the tools to help people connect to the right jobs quickly. Yep, fair play. Great. Final question. Where can uh, people connect with yourself and uh, where, can they, yeah, where, where can they learn more about Walmart and your employee brand? Um, sure. So first of all, michael.smith.d is my handle on Twitter. D as in David is that last letter. So you can find that there. Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn. My profile name is Candidate First. Mm -hmm. So if you look up Michael Smith and if you know how the, the LinkedIn structure works, if you type in Candidate First as the ID at the end of the link, you'll find me there. Right. And the new shiny website is there. Was it careers.walmart.com? That's correct. Excellent. Thank you very much for your time, Michael. Not a problem. All right. I hope that was useful. Everything Michael and I discussed will, of course, be in the show notes article, which you'll be able to find at employerbrandingpodcast.com. Now, did you know that here at Link Humans, we're very similar to Walmart? Yep. I mean, they're a one-stop shop for everything you need in life, from your milk and eggs to your lawnmowers, gift cards, where you can pick up prescriptions, you can find your best-selling books, and of course, box sets of 1990s sitcoms such as Friend or Seinfeld in a bargain basket. Now, we here at Link Humans, very similar. So we offer strategy, brand asset creation, and recruitment marketing campaigns. Everything an employer brand professional could ever need. So I'm sure you see the similarities there. Now, if you want to learn more about Link Humans or have any questions around employer branding, feel free to email me at jorgen at linkhumans.com. That's it for this week. Many thanks for tuning in and I look forward to catching up with you next week. Hey, do. You know, the Dalai Lama walks into a pizza joint and says, I'll have one with everything.